Alright, we want to praise the Lord on this pre-Thanksgiving Wednesday night. Uh, we probably won't be long here tonight. We've got some good singers here tonight. And I'm going to, uh, we call it, coerce them to sing. And we'll be teaching that out of Acts chapter number 5. We taught last Wednesday night, Acts chapter number 4 on the perfect church. And I have to admit this. That's probably the best, best lesson I ever did. Uh, I really enjoyed that lesson. It was it was a good lesson. And uh, and it, it's been downloaded like, golly, 30 times in a week. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good uh, for any any preaching or teaching. Uh, just showed you a lot of people's interested in that, that uh, topic there. But uh, we want to we want to go to the Lord in prayer here tonight. But uh, I do want to read one one verse before we go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> it's in uh, the last Psalm there. Well, come on, Eddie. Psalms chapter number one fifty. Uh, really, the last verse is all I was going to read. But I'm going to read it all. There's only six verses there. But uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up, and uh, I have to admit, uh, Thanksgiving was Turkey Day to me before I got saved. And uh, now that I am saved, I understand more of why it's Thanksgiving Day. Uh, one, it's worthy to receive thanks and praise and honor. Uh, it's kind of sad that our country would call it Turkey Day and uh, call it anything. They're already trying to dismiss Christmas. Uh, not allowed to mention that name Christmas. And, and all of this is told in the Bible before the Lord comes back. going to be a great falling away. And as you see that great falling away, just remember that God does not change. His Word does not change. He's eternal. His Word's eternal. And... Uh, I was thinking today, God took, you know, God took Enoch out before the flood of Noah's day. But in the before God told Noah to build that ark, it repented him that it even made man because it was so wicked. And we about made full circle there. But Enoch, a type of the church that was translated before the judgment of the flood, Noah, a type of of Israel type of the Jew that God got him through the judgment and uh, we're right there at that right now but in Psalms chapter number 150 praise ye the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in the firmament of his power praise him for his mighty acts praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psalmody and heart. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. And I like this last verse. Let everything that hath breath, that hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I know those birds sing out there and we probably don't understand it, but they're probably praising the Lord even in their song. And we're going to have some singing here in just a second. I just want to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we've got several people uh, still recovering. I talked with Carolyn uh, 
today, and uh, she's still in a lot of pain. Talked to Brenda today, and uh, she's still in a lot of pain. Talked to Sister Vani, and uh, she's on shouting ground. They took her last dream tube out, but uh, Patty, uh, James's wife, she's in a lot of pain with her neck. Just a lot of a lot of things to pray about. And another thing I want to pray about is that in every home there'll be an empty seat tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day that were there last year. We're all affected by that. The Bible says in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, I believe it's verse 14, that here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. There won't be no empty seats when we get to heaven, but this side of heaven in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14, for here we have no continuing city. Somebody will die tonight. My granddaughter posted a thing and it showed Thanksgiving days gone back, women fixing things to eat. And, and then it showed Thanksgiving today, people that probably weren't going to be here next Thanksgiving. And it was kind of a really a thought that we would all keep in mind that... Uh, here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. And that one that's coming, uh, it'll be a continuing city. Uh, there'll be no end to heaven. There'll be no end to the things up there, the wonderful things that God went away for prayer for us. But we want to go, Lord, in prayer. We want to pray for those that will have an empty seat also. Father, we thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for given the Bible. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a church to hear the songs of God, the Word of God. Thank you, Father, for every church, Lord. And, and I would to God, Lord, they'd all adhere to this Word. And, uh, Lord, I pray they'd, they'd teach it and preach it. And, and Lord, I pray they'd testify about it. I, I know you gave this Word. And great was the company of those that published it. And, and Lord, we know that the Word of God was precious in the days of Samuel. And Lord, it's precious today. We know the last famine that's coming is a famine of hearing the Word of God. And we're almost there, Lord. And I pray you bless, Father. Our Lord, this Thanksgiving, Father, every home, Lord, that's got the Lord in it, those that don't, I pray, Lord, they'd make haste. And, and Lord, I pray they'd call upon you, the church and mercy, all that call upon you. And I pray they'd get a refuge for their soul, get saved, get their sin under the blood, name in the book. I pray, Father God, Lord, tonight. I've got, Lord, four here tonight counting me, and I'm so thankful, Lord, to have these that are here tonight. And I pray, Father Lord, for Sister Carolyn. Lord, uh, she's still at home, recovering from surgery. We're just so glad, Lord. She's doing good, just in a lot of pain. And, Lord, I know your word says you're touched by the feelings of our infirmities, and I pray you'd ease her pain. Pray you bless her, Lord. You're the Lord God that healeth us. Lord, may you heal her completely. May she have better use of her leg, Lord, than she even had before it broke. We pray for Sister Carolyn, Brother Jerry. Lord, we pray for our Lord for Sister Brenda tonight. She's in a lot of pain with her neck. Been to the doctor and they gave her medicine. And Lord, I pray for her, Lord, you'd ease that pain on her neck. We pray for Patty. Lord, uh, Brother James's wife, Patty Madison, also in a lot of pain with her neck. We pray for her. I pray for Brother James's uh, son-in-law. I believe his name is Jairus. Lord, I'm having trouble with his heart. They're going to, Lord, uh, do some kind of a procedure. I think put a monitor in there. Maybe 
uh, Lord uh, do some shock therapy, try to get his heart back in rhythm. We pray for Jarvis, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, for, for Larry and Carol. They sent me word that they're all sick. I pray for Serenity and Levi. Lord, I pray you help them get well. And I pray, Lord, Father, for Ashley. Lord, for Carter, Keaton, and Allie. We, we thank God, Lord, they showed up over here one day. And I hope it works out where they can be here. Lord, again, we love them. And, and Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, for those, Father, that are sick. Uh, Lord, a lot of them, Lord, under the weather, a lot of sickness going around. I pray you help them, Lord, to get well. Help them, Lord, to get back in church. We miss them. And we pray for all of our sick. I pray for those, Lord, that will have an empty seat tomorrow, Lord. Lord, you're the God of all comfort. You not only comfort us, Lord, but, Lord, you carry us through the valleys of life. And, Lord, you, you give us, Lord, the comfort of your word and the comfort of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for that comfort tomorrow. For those, Lord, that will notice an empty seat, I pray for Brother Patrick tonight. I pray for Faye, Sister Faye tonight. I pray for the Lord for Brother Ed be missing Karen, Lord. And Lord, we pray for him. I pray, Lord, Father, Sister Joanne be missing Lord Jerry. I pray for Brenda be missing Gary. I pray for Vonnie be missing Billy. I pray for Deanna and Brianna, Lord, Brother Mitchell be missing his sister Bessie. Lord, we just pray for all these fathers that's going to have an empty seat tomorrow, Lord. Comfort them, Lord, I pray. And, and Lord, may they realize, Lord, that you're the God of the living, not the God of the dead. And we know them is sleeping. Jesus, will God bring with him when he comes? And we which are alive, Lord, should be caught up together with them in the clouds, and so shall we ever be. You say, wherefore, comfort one another these words. Lord, I pray for those hostages, Father, over there in Gaza. Lord, it just hurts to know the things that they're probably suffering. Lord, they didn't do nothing wrong. It's just because they were Jews. Because, Lord, of someone full of hate, someone full of devil, doing the work of the devil. Lord, we pray for those hostages. Somehow they'll be able to be released, uh, Lord, alive, and be able to recover be able to be thankful. And I pray, Lord, Father, for those Hamas terrorists. I pray their heart, Lord, would be challenged by the love of God. I know your word says godly sorrow. Work of repentance not to be repented of. I pray they'd be sorry for the things they've done. I pray, Lord God, they'd be like Apostle Paul before he became Paul. Lord, he was breathing out threatenings, Lord, against Christians and against the church and Lord, you got him saved. And, and Lord, he started trying to tell people about the love of God and the grace of God. I pray for those Hamas terrorists. I pray for Israel. I pray for this country, Lord. I believe it could use a good dose of Jesus. I'd like to see America get back in touch with God. I'd like to see our leaders doing right. I pray, Lord God, they realize there's going to be a judgment one day and we'll all have to give an account of ourselves to God. And I pray for our leaders that the fear of God, Lord, might prevail against, Lord, the corruption and, the Lord, the wickedness, Lord, that's in our leadership right now. And I pray, God, Lord, you'd help our country to get back in fellowship with you. I know your word says all the nations that forget God shall be turned into hell. And I pray for our little ones, Lord. I'm so thankful, Lord, for our little ones, Father. And I pray, God, Lord, you'd help them, Lord, to... Uh, 
stay in church. Help us, Lord, to keep them safe. Help us, Lord, to remember to pray for them. Help us, God, to teach them right things. Thank you so much for Sister Rita. Goes back there, Lord, and brings the word of God down, Lord, where they can reach it. Thank you for Rita and the love of God in her heart, Lord. Little Thomas said he dreamed about church, and Lord Tatum was here, and they had such a good time. We thank you, Lord, for our little ones. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Rita working with them, Lord. Teach them the love of God. I know your word says train up a child in the way he should go when he's old and not depart. Lord, over there, they're training their children to be terrorists, to be murderers. God, help us to teach them otherwise. Help us to teach them to love one another and forgive one another and to help one another. Lord, our list could never have an end here tonight. I feel the Holy Spirit here. But I pray, dear God, tonight, Lord, that your blessed will be done these things that we've prayed about. And Lord, I pray you'll get honor and glory. Lord, in answer them, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We're just so thankful. I really am. And I want to Get anybody that wants to to sing. Sing as many as you want. Sing what you want. Uh, you either want to be first, be alright with me. Got a song? Yeah, she's already hooked up. She's alright. <laughs> she's right ready to rock and roll. Like Good that. deal. I can't sing a lick, but I thank God for those that can. Amen. Oh, this chair is ready now. Yeah. 
telling you, a lot of ships are shipwrecked today because they've lost sight of the lighthouse. Paul said, their faith had turned shipwreck. Got their eyes off of Jesus. Got them on other things. The Bible tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's where I keep my eyes.
Good job. Drinking warm water helps you. song one day at a time. We try to sing it over the phone together. Neither one of us can remember the words, but we knew what we were singing about. so much about him it's good it's hard to find anything that's not good about him amen, amen. 
I love the Lord. It just came to my mind when I was listening to the singing here. I picked up a hitchhiker. Uh, Monday, I believe. And uh, he just got out of jail. I didn't know that, but I seen him on the side of the bag. That was all he had. Everything he had was in that bag. And uh, his name was Shannon. And I gave him a ride home. He's about 25 miles from home. He lived up there in Austin. And I picked him up right there coming out of Glasgow by the Cullen Parkway. He's 51 years old. I got to talk to him quite a bit about the Lord, about his soul. And uh, he's kind of like what I'm going to be teaching about here tonight. But uh, he just wasn't quite right. We got to his house. He'd been married to this woman for 23 years. And she was right with God, good godly woman. And she come out there and she pretty much spilled the beans on him. She said, Eddie, he's got a meth problem. He's got a drinking problem. And I spoke to him pretty blunt, pretty, pretty, pretty firm. And I said, Shannon, you need to, you need to be a man, buddy. You need to stop all this foolishness. You need to stand on your own two feet. You need to be, be a man. I said, Shannon, Lord, will help you be a man if you'll let him. I said, he'll set you free from all this stuff. I said, if not, you're going to be right back where you just got out of. Right. I said, I'm just telling you, only Jesus can set you free of that. I Amen. shared with him on the way home a few things along those lines, but I didn't know really the truth of it till his wife's name's Kathy, spelled with a C. But uh, she's a good godly lady. She come out there, and, and I told her not to give up on him. I said, I'm going to be praying for him. I want you to pray for him. And uh, we're still praying for him, but I want to have another prayer here for Shannon. I just slipped my mind a minute ago, but uh, I yeah, prayed for him this morning. If you can pray for my stepbrother, too. All right. So, what about Nick? How's Nick that's, doing? That's uh, Ronnie's son that was at yeah. when you came up there. Yeah. He said something about He told Mama one day he wanted to try to get baptized, so I don't know. Yeah. If, you know, maybe he meant he wanted to get saved. Yeah. Just well, a lot of people don't have clear understanding about salvation. Some people think you get saved when you do get baptized. And but I tell him to come on up here. Sometime. Yeah, please get him come on up here. I'll do my best to tell him about the love of God. I'll tell him the truth, okay. the Word of God. And we'll let the Lord and the Holy Spirit do the rest of it. What about Nick? His name is Charles. Charles? Yeah, we're trying to get Nick to come over here too. Yeah. We're praying for him. And Tony, he was here at Bessie's funeral. That's Mitchell's. I guess they'd be his nephew. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you, Father, uh, already, Lord, again, for prayer. Uh, Lord, we know your word says you would that man might always pray and not faint. There in Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And Lord, we want to be mindful of prayer ourselves. And I pray, Lord, Father, if that young man I picked up on the side of the road, his name is Shannon, Lord, 51 years old, and and Lord, his, his, his testimony just didn't add up, Lord, it's so empty. But I pray for him, God. I pray he'll get right. I pray he'll be real. And I pray for his wife, Kathy, Lord. I pray she'll pray for him also. And, and Lord, I pray you'll help him, Lord, to, to find what Sister Rita sung about, that lighthouse. And uh, Lord, uh, for his ship sinks, I, I pray, Lord, he'd get things right with God. I pray for Charles. I pray, Lord God, he will come. And I pray the word of God, Lord, have free course in his heart. I pray, Lord God, he would... Uh, understand uh, the blessing of being saved and I pray he'd want it. I appreciate so much Ronnie 
coming up here saying I want to get saved and and Lord I appreciate little Lucy raising her hand I thought she wanted to sing a song she said I, I want to get saved and Lord little Chase said I want to get baptized with us and honey you have to get saved before you get baptized well Chase got saved we thank you for that I pray Lord Father for Nick I pray Lord God he not only want to come I pray he want to get saved I pray for him and his wife Lord for their family I pray for them Lord I I pray, Lord Father, for, for Tony, uh, Mitchell's nephew. Lord, uh, he wants to come. The devil's just fighting him. And Lord, even at the funeral of his mother, he, he said, I want to get right with God. I pray for Tony, Lord, that he'd be a doer, not a hearer. Uh, Lord, I pray he'd not just say it. I pray he'd do it. And Lord, we, we pray again tonight, Lord, for all of these, Lord, that God, you might help them, Lord. You're a very present help in time of trouble. And I pray, Lord Father, for... Uh, Lord, all the sick, all those, Lord, lost loved ones, all those fathers struggling, straying. I pray for each and every one of them. They find a way to the house of God. In Christ's name, we ask it all, Father. Amen. Amen. All right. We're in uh, Acts chapter number 5 tonight. When I said it had something to do with Shannon, is it's kind of like about hypocrisy. Uh we taught last Wednesday out of uh, Acts chapter 4. We'll read those verses real quick. Starting in verse 31. When they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Brother Donnie was here that Wednesday night and he said this really helped him. And the multitude of them that believed were one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the price of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And we were teaching about the perfect church. they just done everything right there in those few verses there. And uh, even the perfect church had problems. And uh, this is what we're talking about here tonight. Uh, here in uh, chapter 5. I've got a note or two here. But uh, we'll read all the way down. Didn't put my last verse up. Uh, I got 5-1 through. I think it was 11, we'll stop there at 11, yeah, well we'll stop at 14, that's, that's a little bit more positive, but it says a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife sold a possession, now remember, they're all up there trying to do right, and I'm talking about tonight about problems of the church, and had a problem here with hypocrisy. And they kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part. 
and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, these others that sold their lands, uh, they laid it down at the apostles' feet, uh, a noble, worthy thing they did. But these here, they just wanted the recognition, and they kept part of it back, and they brought a certain part, laid it at the apostles' feet. That did not go unnoticed. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Now Ananias, he's kind of like Shannon. He's pretending to do something right, but he's not doing it altogether right. He did bring part of it. And if you'll notice, uh, what he done was found out. Peter, they, they just got filled with the Holy Ghost. They got great power. They got great boldness up there. And here, this hypocrisy of Ananias didn't go unseen. Peter mentioned it there in verse 3 and explained it all the way down to verse number Five and uh, you know in verse number five and Ananias hearing these things fell down and gave up the ghost and great fear came on all them that heard these things. It didn't have to be this way. And uh, you know God gives us everything. I come this world with nothing. And I met, Joel said naked came I out of my mother's womb naked I return hither. I'm just telling you everything we've got. God gave it to us. It's ours. But the hypocrisy here was they only wanted to give uh, part of it, but they wanted the recognition for selling the land and bringing the money. That's the bad part. If it wasn't for the recognition, they could have brought part of it. They said, hey, we sold some land. We want to give part of it to the work. But they come across like they sold it for so much and they brought it all and sadly, it fell on Ananias here, and he not only gave it the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. Verse 6, And the young men rose up and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. Now, I don't know whether Ananias or Sapphira saved. I'll just be honest with you. There's no way I can prove they were. There's no way I can prove that they weren't. But that part about burying them does kind of stand out a little bit in Luke chapter 16 you got a rich man, a certain rich man and then you got a beggar named Lazarus and they both died and Lazarus was carried by the angels and the rich man was buried and it does kind of little kind of speak to the tent that maybe, I don't know I mean I ain't got a dog in this I'll just tell you right now but they paid the price for their hypocrisy if they just been up front and said, hey, we sold some land. We want to give part of it. But they come across like they're giving it all. And like I said, uh, you know, the recognition here, Barnabas uh, being interpreted son of consolation, which means, you know, comfort, solace. Here, he had having land, sold it. If you'll notice, he didn't bring part of it. And brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And Ananias here, it had uh, been better off for him to have been up front and honest. 
uh, Jesus spoke about hypocrisy in Matthew chapter 23. Boy, he didn't mention his words neither. In Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse number 12, the Lord here says here, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. You see, Ananias and Sapphira, they were trying to exalt themselves up to the level of Barnabas, but Barnabas done it right. They were trying to do something uh, a long way. In uh, verse 13, the Lord says, But woe on you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. He calls them hypocrites in verse 13. Calls them hypocrites in verse 14. And he says, For pretense you make long prayer. And he says, Therefore you shall receive the greater damnation. In verse 15, calls them hypocrites again. You can pass sea and land to make one proselyte. When he's made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. He just hypocrited all the way down through here. Uh, then on down to verse 40. Where am I at? Well, I don't know where I wrote this stuff down. Verse 23. Sorry. Verse 23, he said, Woe on you scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. You pay tithe of men and Ananias and coming and have omitted to weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought you have done and not to leave the other undone. And again, he called them hypocrites in verse 25. And uh, called them hypocrites again in verse 27. And called them hypocrites again in verse 29. But the reason I wanted to bring that out is Jesus noticed they were hypocrites. And uh, here in this case here of Ananias, like I said, even the perfect church has problems. And one of the problems in all churches is hypocrisy. And it shouldn't be there. Uh, one thing I, I like to be, I like to be real. Right. Y'all have not seen me shed many tears, but the reason you haven't because I want my tears to be real. Right. Uh, I'm jealous I look back there and Sarah, she's wiping tears, and Rita, she's wiping tears, and Brandon, she's up there wiping tears, no brother, and even Patrick up there wiping tears, no brother, Eddie just dries as cracker juice. And, uh, but if I ever do have a tear on my cheek, it'll be because God squeezed my heart, and I want it to be real. And even in my teaching and my preaching, I want it to be real. I have no agenda, no objective. I'm just trying to teach the Word of God, precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little, what thus saith the Word of God. But everything we do, we need to strive to be real. Ananias, uh, he wasn't real here. Uh, he was, you know, he was pretending to give all, but it tells us that he kept back part. Wasn't nothing wrong with that. He just, the way he done it was wrong. All he had to do is say, hey, we sold some land. We want to give part of it. But he come across like he's giving it all. And uh, got caught. And then it says, verse 7, about the space of three hours. Boy, a lot can happen in three hours. Uh, she'd probably been to Walmart. I don't know. About <laughs> the space of three hours. When his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me, where he sold the land for so much? She said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord Behold the feet of them 
which buried thy husbands are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in and found her dead, carried her forth and buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon uh, all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest durst not no man join himself to them. But the people magnified them. And believers were more added to the Lord multitudes, both of men and women. But if you'll notice up here with Ananias, I mean Sapphira, Peter asked her a question there in verse number 8. Gave her opportunity there. Peter, he said, tell me where he sold the land for so much. She could have said, actually, we sold it for more than that. You see, she had an opportunity right there. She could have said, no, actually, we got more than that for it. We was going to keep part of it and bring part of it. I'm going to say in that three hours, she's probably out spending money. I don't know. It don't really matter. What we're reading about here, though, uh, is the, the hypocrisy of the perfect church. This was a perfect church. Uh, you can't find nothing that they done wrong here. They prayed. They were assembled. They were filled. They were bold. Hey, they, they believed. They were one heart, one soul. Every good church needs to have these attributes. Uh, neither said any of them of what things he possessed was that they weren't selfish. They said, you need some. Hey, I got one of them. I'll bring it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, love of God got in my heart. And I started loving people. Right. And I, I, I tell you, I, I gave that boy a ride. I'd have gave him more. Uh, anything I had, I'd give to help. And on the way down there, like I said, his his testimony uh, wasn't it wasn't convincing to me. He's talking about you know his mother took him child as a young boy, and he said I just saw a light, and I'm sitting there thinking I I, I I'm not going to argue or labor that point, but it just didn't have substance of what his wife had. She's a good Christian woman. And, uh, you know, when she spilled the beans on him, I could tell by the look on his face, he's kind of like, and I he's kind of wishing that she hadn't said what she said about him, but she was pretty forward. She said, Eddie, he's got problems, and he's got big problems. And I said, well, we'll both pray for him, and uh, that's all I know to do. But, uh, you know, the, the hypocrisy here of Ananias and Sapphira didn't go unnoticed. Uh, Peter asked a question. She could have said, no, we didn't sell it that much. Actually, we sold it for more than that. But she said, look at that last of verse 8. Yea, for so much. Last words that she spake. Yeah. Yea, for so much. Ananias, he, uh, his hypocrisy, his hypocrisy took his toll. And Sapphira, the hypocrisy took toll with her. Persecution. Uh, look at verse 17 of this chapter. Then the high priest rose up. I'm talking about problems of the churches, perfect churches, and some that even ain't perfect. Verse 17, the high priest rose up, and all they were with him, 
of the second Sadducees and were filled with indignation. Uh, I'll tell you, it happens. And they laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. And the angel, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand, speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel went and sent to the prison and had them brought. But when the officers came, they found them not in the prison, returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and captain of the temple, chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. In other words, they had to do something. And uh, they, then came one, and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple of teaching the preaching, teaching the people, sorry. Then went the captain with the officers, brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now like Peter's answer here talked about the boldness. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said we ought to obey God rather than men. Um, I'll read some more about that here in a second. Uh, in Arizona there was a street preacher preaching on a corner there and a car drove by and guy shot him in the head he's still fighting for his life I don't know if he's going to make it or not and you know that's a persecution of our day and the persecution of our day is real that, that girl that went into the school down in Nashville uh, she had an agenda and the agenda was she hated Christians she went in there with that AR-15 and shot those children shot the, the teachers and the gender and uh, she ended up getting losing her own life but in her manifesto, she mentioned she hated Christians. That was a Christian school. Of course, they just don't look, want you to know the truth. So they won't let you see the manifesto. But the word got out about her. Her objective was to kill Christians. And uh, this street preacher, you know, I, I don't think, you know, he might not like his preaching, might not like him, but uh, it cost him. Got shot in the head. Stephen was stoned in Acts chapter 7. James was killed Acts chapter 12 uh, by King Herod. Peter was in prison Acts chapter 12 also. Prayer was made for him Acts chapter 12. And then, you know, like I said, you got the hypocrisy, you got persecution, and then you got contention. We'll, we'll stop on this right here. In Acts chapter number 15, uh, here, I mean... <laughs> This is a Barnabas here in Acts 15, verse 37. Says Barnabas, and he's the one, you know, son of consolation. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought it not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Paphanelia, and went not with them to the work. In other words, Mark 
didn't do his job. Uh, he kind of left the work and left them. And the contention, verse 39, was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and uh, Sicilia confirming the churches. I just read that because the reason I'm doing this is all churches have problems. Some of them worse than others. But, uh, you know, even the perfect church have problems. And all churches will have to deal with problems one way or another. And the best way to deal with them is uh, patience. Patience is, boy, it's a great virtue if you've got it. Patience, prayer, and, uh, you know, uh, forbearing one another. Uh, I'm not perfect. And I don't walk on the water. But even the one that was perfect, one that did walk on the water, he set the example for all of us. And uh, we got to all strive. You know, I noticed there on that perfect church, there's a one mind. Said they were of one mind, one heart, one soul. Uh, you know, that, that, that uh, unity. Paul told the church at Ephesus in uh, Ephesus chapter 4 he said for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying the body of Christ in verse 13 till we all come in the unity of the faith you know if, if we had m multiple uh, denominations here. Uh, I heard a lady calling radio a day. She is a seven day Adventist. I don't have no problem. It's just she would have a problem here. <laughs> and I, I'd probably have a problem in her church. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to be dogmatic about arguing with her. The Bible says, you know, that uh, it's endless genealogy. Sometimes you can't win those arguments. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to. See, read your Bible. That's what I had to do. I had to read my Bible to get it straightened out. And, yeah. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things are not all right. God's on what I know it is right. Paul's boiling down this right here. Nevertheless, what's said the Scripture. But if we had a lot of different denominations, there'd be a lot of confusion here. There'd be a lot of people who say, well, I just don't see it that way. Well, it's not seeing it that way. It's what God's Word says lined up with it. This church here, one thing I commend them for, they were of one mind, of one heart, one soul. That'll help any church. But uh, there will be problems in every church. Listen, like I said, the hypocrisy was severe. I mean, it's kind of like Uzziah reached out his hand to settle the ark because the oxen stumbled. God killed him just like that. He wasn't supposed to touch it. Only the Levites were supposed to carry the ark. And you'll have things like that too. Trying to do the right thing the wrong way. Everything needs to be done like what the Bible says. And we'll be better off to do it that way. I need to stop. I'm looking at the clock back there and it's wearing me out. But uh, you know, all churches have problems. Remember that. How we handle those problems is very important. Patience, prayer, uh, putting yourself 
You know, if you if you've got Paul mentioned there in Galatians chapter six about you know being overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such one spirit of meekness. Try to stay humble. Try to stay meek. Try to stay full of spirit of God. I'm telling you, one thing you don't want is a worldly spirit. You don't want to have the the opportunity for the devil to get in something, tear it all to pieces. Try to stay uh, in a humble spirit. God exalts the humble. God resisted the proud. But even the perfect church had problems. I don't know if that done you any good or not, but that's what I was stirred in tonight. Anybody got any questions about anything? Whatever you do, don't be an Ananias or a Sapphire. Father, we thank you for the admonishment tonight, the lesson tonight. Help us be doers, not hearers only. We love you and praise you. Bless this little work, Lord. Help it to be, I pray, Lord, a jewel for your crown and ornament of praise for your name. Uh, Lord, may it be, I pray, a blessing, not a burden. We love you and praise you. Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I got a message.